Hello and welcome to Tales of the Texas Rangers from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Before we bring you tonight's Tales of the Texas Rangers, here's a Christmas message all of us associated with this program would like you to hear. Christmas is just two weeks away, and unless everybody helps in his own city or town, there are some less fortunate children who will not receive Christmas gifts. Let everyone join your local group and give a thing. A thing for kids for Christmas. In your town, there are one or more agencies collecting toys for less fortunate children. Do your part and contribute the things you can. Thank you. The National Broadcasting Company presents Joe McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the piles of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joe McRae as Ranger Jake Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement party in North America. It is 7.30 of a simmering hot night, August 14, 1945. In a small South Texas town not far from Corpus Christi, Joe Barry is counting up the day's receipts of his modest store. His wife, Clara, is locking up and back. Shut up! Crazy little bat. 
Harry regained consciousness, he staggered to the phone and called Sheriff Jennings, who in turn requested help from the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Person was at the scene of the crime a short time later. Just like Barry said, Sheriff, a thief pulled this master switch outside the store to draw up the storekeeper. And he must have thought Joe was alone in the store. Sure he did. Too bad he wasn't. Mrs. Barry would be alive now. Well, let's go inside again, Sheriff. I'd like to ask Barry a few more questions. You know, James, this is mighty like another holdup we had in this area just a week ago. Yeah? Liquor store. No gunplay, but otherwise just the same. Main switch pulled. Only went out to check the fuses. The slug. Nobody saw the thief? Nobody. But it could be the same guy. Mm, could be. Mr. Barry. Yes, stranger? Find anything more? Maybe. I know this is hard on you, but I'd like to ask a few more questions. Go huh? so right ahead, Ranger. Ask all you want. I'll do anything to catch the devil that, that murdered my wife. I know. You're sure you didn't get a good look at the burglar? Something you could remember as identification? No, sir. He came up on me out of nowhere. No sound, nothing, until he spoke. Then we fought. But that voice. I remember that whispering voice anywhere. Oh, you didn't mention that before, Joe. Uh, didn't I? It's kind of hard to think right now, sir. Poor Clara. What'd the burglar say, Mr. Barry? Not much, Ranger. But I know that voice. I know it all right. Well, go on. Try to remember it. Word for word. Uh, he said, hold everything, Pop. Keep your back to me and hand over your flashlight. And then when I fought him, let go, you old fool. That's all. He hit me and the next thing I knew, I saw Clara. I'm sorry, Mr. Barry. I won't ask you to talk much more now, but would you mind coming over to the cash register for a minute? Sure. I'll come with you. There was so little in the pill, Ranger. Only $45 it was. $45 for my clearance. Look here, Mr. Barry. Hmm? Can you tell me about this piece of adhesive stuck on the front of the register? Looks like something was pasted here. It was, Ranger. That murdering skunk even took the first dollar this store ever made. My lucky dollar. Lucky dollar? Yeah. Had it stuck up there on the register with a couple of pieces of adhesive tape. He took it. Not all of it, Mr. Barry. Look here. A corner of the bill is still stuck under this piece of adhesive. Must have torn off when he grabbed it. It's not much to go on, Jay. It's a start, Sheriff. A dollar bill that matches this torn corner and the bullets from Mrs. Barry's body. <laughs> How can we help him, Jace? And best thing for him is some rest, Sheriff. I'll leave it to you. All right. What about you? I'm hoping we can pick up some fingerprints on the register here and from the outside switch box. I'll radio the lab crew to fly down here and we'll see what they can find. Meantime, we'll notify all banks to be on the lookout for a sticky dollar bill with one corner missing. The lab crew came in from Austin and gathered all evidence. By the next day, I had a report from Captain Stinson. Yeah, Captain. Any make on the bullets or prints? Nothing on the bullets. All we know is that they're from a 32. But on the prints, that's another thing. The lab dug up something interesting. What's that? No direct prints, Jase. But the thief wore cotton gloves. There's an imperfection in the weave of the left thumb. Well, there's not a lot to go on, Captain. I know it, Jase. You got any more leads? Not exactly, but we don't think it was done by somebody just passing through. No, why not? Because Sheriff Jennings had a similar robbery in this area last week with the same M.O., Pulled the switch and worked in the dark. A lot of people down there with a the cotton season in full swing out there. Swarms of them. Reckon it could be a cotton worker? Eh, it's hard to say. Well, 
Well, if it is, you've got a big territory to cover, Jase. Well, I got an old dollar bill working for me, too, Captain. Yes. And by the way, Jase, all the banks in your territory will have blow-ups of the torn corner of that bill by morning. Good. I guess all we can do now, Captain, is sweat it out and wait for that dollar bill to pay off. Captain Stinson made good his promise. By next morning, every bank in the area had a description of the missing lucky dollar and photos of the torn corner. Three days went by. Then, on the 19th of August, a man walked into State Bank. Yes, what can I do for you? Money. Here is money to pay for the loan on my house. Oh, we have a loan on your house? Yeah. Your name, please? Ramos. Juan Ramos. Oh, I'll get your records, Mr. Ramos. Uh, uh, what is wrong, senor? This dollar bill gave me a uh, corner's thrown away. But it's good. The dollar is good, no? Oh, sure. Sure, but uh, uh, just a minute, please. Huh? Oh, okay. Hello. Hello, operator. Get me the sheriff's office. Sheriff's office, anything. Hello, Sheriff. This is Jim Loftus over at the bank. Oh, yes, Jim. What do we do here? The fellow just came to the bank and handed me that dollar you were looking for. He did? Yeah. Tell him by the name of Juan Ramos. He's here now. Let me see. Hold on a minute. What's up, Sheriff? Man by the name of Ramos just passed a dollar at the bank that answers the description of the lucky dollar we've been looking for. He's still there. Tell him to stall him. He'll be right over. Hello, Jim. Yes, Sheriff. Well, tell him right over and don't let that Ramos get away. This is the missing lucky dollar, all right, Sheriff. The odd matches. But I swear to you, Ranger, I do nothing wrong. I come to the bank to make payment for my house. Where'd you get this dollar, Ramos? Well, I earn it, Ranger. Can't tell me where it comes from. One day I work one place, one day another place. Who knows where I get paid the dollar? Where was your last job? Well, I, I worked for five days for Mr. Larson's here. You know, across the tracks. Larson? Only yeah. Larson. Runs a sort of swap shop in the Mexican settlement, Jake. It's a dump, but Holdy does a pretty good business. Let's go see Mr. Larson, then. Maybe he'll be able to tell us something about Ramos and the lucky dollar. Tell him, Mr. Larson. Sure, Ramos looks to me, Ranger, but only for a few days. Mr. Larson, look carefully at this dollar. Hmm. What about it? Ever see it before? Hmm, how do I know, Ranger? A dollar's a dollar, ain't it? Not always. Feel this one, for instance. And it's sticky. And the edge is torn. Try to remember, Rodney. It's very important. To you. To me. An old lady was shot down, killed, by someone who stole this particular dollar. An old lady? That dollar come from someone who... No, 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 no. I didn't do it, Ranger. I earned the dollar here for Mr. Lost. Take it easy, Ronald. Say, maybe I do remember this dollar, Ranger. You do? And it seems to me a little Mexican girl give it to me. Sure, I remember because it stuck to the other money she gave me. You know where we can find her? I uh, think she worked at one of the cotton farms near her, Sheriff. I don't know for sure, but she gave me this dollar and two more to pay down in a red silk dress. Yeah, I'll show you. It's in the back room. Never mind that, Mr. Larson. Just when did she pay you on the dress? Uh, it was last season, Ranger. Yeah, I keep open at night for the workers, the cotton pickers. I paid off Ramos when we closed up. Must have given him that sticky buck along with the rest of his pay. <laughs> I told you, Mr. Larson, give me that dollar. The girl say when she'd be back for a dress. Today. You've never seen the girl before, Mr. Larson? You don't know her name or where she lives? Mm, no. Didn't you give her some kind of receipt for her deposit? Oh, sure, but just for the three bucks. When she brings in the receipt and the rest of the money, she gets the dress. 
Don't need a name in that just for that. What do you think, Chief? I think we'll wait for the lady, Sheriff. Meantime, I must see you, Angel. Stick around town. I may want to talk to you again. See you, Angel. Now, Mr. Larson, do you mind if we wait for the girl in the back room? Mm, of course not, Ranger. Just come this way. There ain't much to look at. All this junk piling in here, but make yourself comfortable as you can. Don't worry about us, Mr. Larson. Just go on about your business as if we weren't here. When the girl comes in, let us know. We can depend on that, Ranger. I will. Jason, you reckon Odie's telling us the truth? I don't know, Sheriff. We ought to find out pretty soon. I got a hunch that lucky dollar's going to hit the jackpot. You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. We continue now with tonight's case, The Lucky Dollar. An authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers. We waited in the back room for some time. Larson had a good trade, plenty of customers, but nobody wanting a red silk dress. Then about an hour later, a Mexican girl walked into the store. Hello. I think I might you know that red dress? Yes. Easy, Chef. Uh, yeah, sure, I did You got the rest of the money? Yes, you are. Mm, $6. Yep, that's right. Now, you wait here now, and I'll go get the dress. It's her, Ranger. Oh, ah. sure. You, young lady. Yes. What is it, Ranger? You mind telling me your name, where you live? I live right now at Mr. Compton's farm. It's a coffee. My whole family works for my mother, father, brother. That's got Compton. I know him, Jay. Owns one of the biggest farms in these parts. When does he pay his pickers, sir? Right, the rest. Once a week. Saturdays. That's right. Why do I ask this question? Because you paid this dollar down on a dress last night, Chica. It's a dollar we've been looking for. This dollar? Yeah, where'd you get it? If you're a picker, how come you're off work at this time of day? I want to get my new dress. I'll ride into town in one of the trucks. You can walk off your job anytime you feel like it, she did. It's my business. You're wrong there, young lady. Plenty of our business when you pass a stolen dollar. Well, come on. You're going back to the Compton Farm with us. <laughs> Sheriff Jennings and I drove Chita Marsalis back to the Compton farm. The girl had a new red dress that had been seen to make her happy. She found Prescott Compton at one of the trucks near the main house wearing the cotton his pickers were bringing in. Now that's Compton right over there. Well, howdy, Sheriff. This is Ranger Pearson. We'd like to talk to you. Of course. This girl works for you, Mr. Compton? She does? Oh, sure she does, Ranger. Whole Marsalis family works for me. They're fine people. Hey, what are you doing away from the field, Chitty? You haven't gotten yourself in any trouble, have you? I've done nothing, Mr. Compton. She passed this dollar bill that was stolen in a robbery and killing four days ago, Mr. Compton. Chita can't seem to remember where she got it unless it was from you. Not from me, she didn't. That robbery was four days ago. I pay off on Saturdays, Ranger. Where a whole family is hired, like the Marsalis, I pay the head of the family. 
in this case, father. This is a dollar, Angus. Here you are. No, sir. I didn't get this from me. That's where. I've been paying my pickers off with new bills. New bills? Mm-hmm. Well, Cheetah? I didn't do anything wrong, Ranger. I don't know where that dollar came from. Well, we'll soon settle this, Ranger. Cheetah's brother's working right close here. Carlos! 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 Please! Hey. No. Come over here, man, boy. Yes, I can't. Hey, senor. What do you want? Cheetah. Where you been? Papa looked everywhere for you. The uh, ranger here wants to ask some questions, Carlos, about the money your sister has. It's been a little trouble. Trouble? Trouble with Cheetah? What's she done? Did your father give her any spending money, Carlos? Hey, father gave us all a little. Hey, ranger, fifty, maybe seventy-five cents. And he never gave Cheetah as much as eight or nine dollars at a time, eh? Oh, no, no matter. Cheetah never had that much. Any idea where she might have gotten it? I can guess. From Bandy Bird. <laughs> From who? Bandy Bird. Donald, uh, Bandy Bird has worked for me for over a year, Ranger. Trustworthy, as far as I know. Except he fancies himself sort of a lazy man. Oh, oh. Cheetah. What do you want? Did Donald Bird give you this dollar? No, I tell you, I don't know where I get that dollar. Then you're right. Hey, take it easy, my scholar. You should forget the money from no other place, and you can be sick. Bandy. And no sister of mine go to take money from a man like that. Where does Bird work, Mr. Thompson? Well, Carlos can take you right to his truck, Ranger. Hey, you better show you the way, Ranger. And you, little sister. You take your cotton here across to the house where I can keep an eye on you when we come back with your fine dandy. <laughs> come on, Sheriff. Carlos, let's get started for Bird's truck. <laughs> Carlos Marsalis directed us along the road to the cotton field to where Donald Bird had been working. A trailer was there, but the truck was nowhere in sight. Hey, that's strange, senor. I know he was working here. Hey, Sam, come over here a minute, huh? Come right out, boss. Maybe move to another part of the field. No, I don't think so, sir. What do you want, Carl? Where's Dandy Bird? This ranger still wanted. Well, Dandy drove out of this field three or four hours ago, Mr. Ranger. He full road. He's in town? He sure is, boss, at the cotton gym. Did Dandy get himself some kind of trouble? Yeah, I'm going to make him plenty of trouble if he'd only cheer along. The sister? Well, she drove into town with Dandy. She did. And she lied to us twice, Sheriff. Bird was at the gym when she came to the store for a dress. Sure he was. Thanks for the information, Sam. Oh, Brad, I can help it. Carlos. Listen. Can you give us a good description of Dandy Bird? Yes, see. He's about as tall as the Sheriff. That makes him size for ten. He's thin, blonde, color eyes, and blue. Pale blue. Cold like a snake. Uh, no scars, no distinguishing marks? Nothing. Mm, only he is always dressed up, even in a truck at work. He dresses fancy. That's what I call him dandy. That's a pretty good description, Jace. Couldn't be hard to pick him out, you can't. Oh, please, Ranger, let me go with you to town. No. You can do more good back at the farm, Carlos. I'll drop you there. You keep an eye on your sister until we contact you again. Eh, bueno, senor. We'll head back for town, Sheriff. We'll pick up Dandy at the cotton gym. <laughs> Big lineup of trucks at the cotton gin, but we didn't see any driver that answered Dandy's description. Sheriff James and I went up to the loading platform and headed for the superintendent's office. Here we are, James. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Ranger Pearson would uh, like some information, Mr. Collins. Why, sure. Come on in my office so we can hear ourselves talk. Well, have a chair, gentlemen. Uh, oh. How can I help you? You know most of the drivers by sight, don't you, Mr. Collins? I'd say so, Ranger. The regulars, anyway. 
But there's a heavy crop this year. You saw the line of trucks outside. Well, there's lots of new drivers. The man we want is regular, Mr. Collins. Works for Pest Compton. Man's name is Donald or Dandy Bird. Dandy? Why, sure, I know him. Honey, you should ask for him, too. Oh, somebody else wanted him? Yeah, phone call came in here about a half hour ago. Phone call? Mm-hmm. I went out on the platform and gave a yell. Dandy moved up close to the head of the line, and he climbed out and came back in the office with me. And you heard the conversation? What there was of it, Ranger. I wasn't paying much attention. But it seems to me he did say something about meeting somebody at the same place tonight. Then he hightailed out of here, and I haven't seen him since. You any idea where he went? No, and I wish I did. Left the truck standing, blocking the whole line. You're looking for Dandy Bird, Ranger, and I'd like to get my hands on him myself. Well, thanks, Mr. Collins. Oh, uh, one thing more. Uh, do you know who called Bird on the phone? I know. Sounded like some little Mexican gal. Sheriff Jennings, scouring the town for Bird, while I went back to the Compton farm to have a talk with Cheetah, who didn't have much time and was getting dark. As I turned off the highway onto the Compton Road, I saw Carlos Marsalis running toward me. Major! Major Pinson! Yeah, what is it, Carlos? Cheetah, she's gone. What? I thought I told you to keep an eye on her. I did, I did, Senor. But she wanted to go on track and I waited. But when she don't come out, I go in, and Cheetah's gone. Her clothes, everything. Then I look out the window. I see him stopping the bus. I, I run after him, but it's no use. The bus was gone. A bus. Pass me coming down here. Hide in, Carlos. We'll follow it. Carlos Marsalis and I followed that bus for 18 miles. Then we saw Cheetah get off in a town that wasn't more than a bus to stop. She went into a dingy beer shop. It was small, but plenty noisy. Parked the car where it wouldn't be noticed. Why should my sister go into a place like that? I hope it's because of Dandy. I hope he shows up. I'm just kidding. Leave that to the state, Carlos. You'll get what's coming to him. See, but you have to sit here and you're doing nothing. Now, wait a minute. Look, going into the cantina now. Huh? Is that bird? See, see, that human. Let me go, huh? No. You stay here, Carlos. And I mean it. See, Ranger, whatever you say. Dear baby. Dandy. Oh, Dandy, darling. I was so afraid you wouldn't call me. Huh. I told you I went on the phone, didn't I? You see, you did. But I was so frightened. Was that ranger? Then I had a big fight with my family. Carlos even hit me. Poor kid. I leave them, Dandy. I leave my family to go through those years. Yeah, sure, nobody followed you here, kid. No. No one even saw me leave the farm. Good. I can do without them rangers snooping on my tail. Oh, later. Uh, two beers. Sandy, what you do to make those rangers come to you? Do? What does anybody do to get the rangers after them? Those guys are always looking for trouble. Hey, what about them beers? Sandy, you tell me the truth. Hmm? For you, I need my family, Dandy. I love you. Yeah, yeah, I know, baby. It's here, senor. Ah, just in time. Boy, am I dry. <laughs> like I said, kid, Danny Bird never made trouble for nobody. I got pain for you. Dandy, what's wrong? The ranger coming in the door. Hmm? He's heading this way. Hey, where's that gun, Dandy? Come on, kid, we'll get out of here. There we are, Bird. So you did leave the rangers here. No, Dandy. You stay where you are, ranger. Don't go for your gun. 
Great Times means good times on NBC. It's yo-ho for the open sea tomorrow as the Railroad Hour presents Gilbert and Sullivan's comic opera, The Pirates of Penzance, starring Gordon McRae, Lucille Norman, and Clark Dennis. Gordon McRae will star in the comedy character role of the Major General. This will be the third of Gilbert and Sullivan's musical whimsies offered on the Railroad Hour. For music in a more serious manner tomorrow, the NBC Symphony brings you another hour-long concert of some of the world's greatest music under the baton of the brilliant young conductor, Guido Cantelli. Now the $64 question. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Mm-hmm.